Blog Talk Radio.
sadly it finally came true. But you know, I'm I I'm truly happy that I got to spend my thirty first thirty four years with you. Um and this one's to you. Okay, so enough of the depressing stuff. My co-host is back. What's up, Gare? What's up, Matt? What's up, fans? How's everybody doing today? Yeah, um, been a big day, uh, especially with the uh, Sixers. And Gare's got to plug in his phone because his iPhone lasts for about five minutes off the charger. Yeah, new technology, right? It's terrible. I don't know if anybody out there who knows anything about phones or to make a recommendation, but... My i5 is not working well. Yeah. Well, I, my recommendation is not buy an iPhone. Anyway, um, yeah, so the NBA draft was last night, and everyone knew that the Sixers were going to get D'Angelo Russell. Everyone knew that. Can I just make up one point? I know on, as I was coming back in, I heard you're the best round. That's my grandfather. Oh, for your grandfather. Okay, yeah. Hey, uh, like the... Say Matt's grandfather was a great guy. I used to play cards at his house. I, later on, I'd go over occasionally and help him out. Just, you know, yeah, yeah. Remote. The guy was really good with that. Um, he lived around the corner. so a good guy, you know. It, in the end, he couldn't really see too well, so he'd always uh, mix up his uh, TV stations. The guy would come over and fix it for him. Yeah, so, you know, honoring the show to him. Good guy. I'll be missed. Absolutely. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, so everyone's sure that D'Angelo Russell's the guy, and then the Lakers decide to throw a wrench in the plan and draft the guy. Yeah, well, I think uh, news about that potentially was coming out within the past couple of weeks. I don't think it was a complete wrench. It was um, a wrench. Because, rumors, rumors were spreading. Well, yeah, but they, the, the rumors were up until the day of that all that Kupchak was trying to do was get the Sixers to trade off, and that was the reason why he was talking about Russell. I think in the last minute he realized that all these big men started to become available, and he's like, oh, well, we're the Lakers. We get one. Right. Uh, you know, there's word that Aldridge will be out there. Love could potentially be out there. DeAndre Jordan. So. Yeah, especially uh, Love, who uh, went to UCLA. There's a lot of rumors that he's going to be joining the Lakers. I still think there was some interest in Russell from the beginning. It might have been close on their draft board where I, – I don't think so. I think all things equal, they would have taken the big man. I think um I think everyone realizes that um Okafor's a special player. Only because his everyone's gonna knock his defensive game, which it should be not. Positioning he's he's not good. It's not good that you can't play good defense with Chesky as your coach. But as far as big men coming into the NBA, he's got the most polished game out of anyone in the last twenty years. Offensively, yeah. His post oh my his God. Post game is really good. It's dominant. The only bad player. thing is he disappeared in the because uh, Winslow stepped up. Well, yeah, Winslow stepped up. Tyrus Jones had a had a monster national well, championship. Yeah, those are guys game. who step up. But you know what? I think that this kid is 18, 19 years old. He's going to be a dominant. Yeah, player. he has big time upside for sure. Offensively, he could be a dominant. I center. think he's going to be decent defensively. Well, I think it's also going to help though if if Noel's on the court with him of because course. he's such a dominant presence. And I think no, I think I think the competition between. Who is gonna is gonna get to him and he's gonna learn how to play better. 
I really do. I I think that nineteen year old kids are far from finished products. So when nah, you you not. see you see flaws in their game, and you forget that the kids are fucking nineteen years old. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, typo, whatever. Yeah. Um. But anyway, no, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I agree. He does have a lot of upside. I mean, here's my take on it. I, I know for all people listening out there. And again, um, feel free to call in 602-753-1597 for any insight you have on the Sixers or anything else we're going to be talking about or that you want to talk about. Where's the type of guy? Sam Bird. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I said. Um, so anyway, so... Yeah, I spelled Sam Bird. S-A-M-B-E-R-G. Yeah. I didn't do it in the uh, actual thing, but title so let's, let's, let's rename this. What's in there? So anyway, so back to um the draft talk. So we're still showing up, Sam. But um, anyway, back to the draft talk. So, yeah, I think Okafor, especially with Embiid, because there's such a cloud around Embiid. Is he going to be healthy? Is the surgery going to be necessary? Is he going to miss this season? Even if he is healthy, is he going to be able to sustain a long, consistent NBA career? without all these nagging injuries, taking him out for 20 games, 30 games, 40 games a season. Is he the next Greg Oden? You know, guy who came in with unlimited potential and obviously because of injuries didn't work out at all. So at the time, Okafor was the best player available. Um, you could say there's a little bit of a fog with the big men if Embiid does turn out healthy, if Sarich does come over. But I think there's too many question marks Sarich, about that. Sarich can play the three. I know he's six eleven, but with his stretchability, um, I think he can play the three, especially because of how slight he is. I think and he's, he's a good outside shooter. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think that Sarich is one of your blocks. I think you've got three big men in two positions. Yeah, but like you said, or like I was saying, um, the Embiid situation right now, it's an unknown. I mean, the potential is there, but the potential is there for Odin. Um, the potential was there for Sam Bowie, who got taken over Michael Jordan, but injuries, you know, deflated his career. So Yeah, and everyone said this was possible because big men and feet getting hurt is just never good because it just never seems to go right. So everyone knew this was a possibility. I'm one of the few who thinks that you still need to make that pick. I mean, who, there was only one other guy even in consideration for that pick, and that was Dante Exum. I don't think he missed out so much. No, I don't think he missed much on him. I mean, he's a young kid, so you see if he develops it. Thing. I agree. Um, I wasn't a fan. I wanted one or two so bad because I wanted Wiggins or Parker, um, especially yeah. considering how things worked out. Can you imagine right now a team with Wiggins, Noel, and now Ogafor? That'd be a great one, three to start building around. Yeah, uh, it would be very good, very potent offensively. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out that way. Um, so I know you had to take Embiid because of the upside, because there was nobody else you could take who would give you what potentially he could give you. It was a risk versus reward play. Uh, the reward was huge. He could have potentially been the number one pick in the draft had he not gotten hurt in college. Absolutely. And that's, you know, the same situation he, with Noel, who fell to six. I think, I think that Embiid should have been the number one pick. I think Embiid, or not Embiid, um, Okafor should have been the number one pick. I don't like Towns. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I think – I. Towns has got bus written all over him. Yeah, I'm not a big Towns guy. I, I really haven't been. I've watched some Kentucky. He showed some signs, but I, I don't think he's going to be anything dominant. Um, 
Towns is going to be a bust, and I think that uh, Russell's overrated. And I, I'm going to name some guys: and uh, Evan Turner, Jared Sullinger, um, uh, the big white boy. Oh, Ohio State guys. Yeah, but it's hard to. Just... Oh, everyone from that school is a bust, and and the thing that they said was he's got the biggest chance to be a superstar and the biggest chance to be the bust. Yeah, I saw that on the end. Well, the thing is, everyone from that school is a bust. And Evan Turner came in more highly touted than D'Angelo Russell did. I I don't disagree with that. No, I'm not disagreeing with that um, perspective. Oh, it looks like we have a call. Oh, we have a call. Oh, my God. We hardly promoted. Oh, it went away. Uh, Please call back. Uh, Please call back. I apologize we didn't see it until just now, but feel free to call back. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. 602-753-1597. Okay. Well, just let people know. But anyway, so um, that whole oh oh, he went to this college, he went to that college. USC quarterbacks don't succeed. Ohio State basketball players won't be good. Here we go. Call coming back. Hey caller, how you doing? Oh, uh, this one. Recognize numbers. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, well, I don't know. We're having, I guess, I'm not sure if it's technical difficulties right now. Uh, just answered the call, but it dropped. Call back. We'll, we'll work you in here and figure out what's going on. Um, the, the whole cliche, ah, he's not a good player because he went to this school. I mean, that's like saying, you know, um, it's hard to judge a guy. I mean, we went to, I'm not saying that D'Angelo Russell is going to be a, a superstar or a boss. I think he has potential. But I'm not going to say just because he went to Ohio State, he's going to be a boss. Uh, yeah, well, guess what? He's got, they've got a track record of it. And with big bust percentage, I I just I think that Evan Turner came in with better stats, better standing, and on a team that did better, frankly. And uh, Well, Russell's less, a much better shooter. With less talent. Yeah, that's about the only thing he's better at, though. And, and he's not a great from, passer, too. Well, that's the about Turner. He's an NBA player. He's not a superstar. He never lived up to the number two pick. Um, but he's, he's definitely a, a rotational guy. Turner was a busted two. At two, based on how high he was. Turner picked. was a busted two, and he's National Player of the Year, much like. I, I think, did Russell win National Player of the Year, uh, too? I'm not sure. I, I think he might have. But I, I'm telling you, there's a lot of parallels between. Evan Turner and D'Angelo well, Russell. Turner's a bust in the, in the concept. And what was the big knock on Turner? He can't shoot. No, that was not the big that knock big coming knock out. No, that was not the big knock coming out. The big knock coming out was they didn't think he was athletic enough to make it in the NBA. There was also a lot of questions about his shooting. Yes, okay. But the big knock was that he wasn't athletic enough to make it in the NBA. What's the big knock on They're D'Angelo Russell? They're saying he's not Russell? an elite athlete. But he's he's athletic not athletic guy. enough to make it in the NBA. I see a lot of parallels. I don't want any part of, of Russell. I think the elite athleticism is a little overblown. I think it's, I think it's Russell, helpful. It's helpful for sure. I think Russell will be a useful NBA player. He won't be a superstar. Well, Turner's a useful NBA player. I mean, he's I, a rotational guy. I think he'll guy. be better than Turner only because of the shooting. That's that's it. Now I get it that, that the Sixers need shooters, but I don't think you need a point guard. I, I'm always I'm always in favor of a pass first at point guard. I want a Moutier if I was going to get a point guard. I can't believe Okafor fell the one. Well, I well, no, think I'm before. But listen, there's there's knocks on every player coming out of college. So you know the guy can't shoot. The guy's not athletic enough. The guy's not tall enough. He's not fast enough. He, he can't block shots. 
no matter who you are, there's going to be a knock on you coming out of college. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily not going to be super Absolutely, hard. but there's certain guys who can overcome that now. Kevin Durant was in the athletic enough. He couldn't lift right, he couldn't lift 100 his own body pounds. weight. Yeah. And, and then there's guys who don't, Evan Turner. And what I'm saying is Ohio State has consistently had guys drafted in the upper half of the first round. Colin, Colin and they consistently failed. Conley's a decent Let's see if we can get it working this time, hopefully. Hello, caller. Hi, guys. How you doing? Uh, let me see your thoughts uh, on the Sixers maybe bringing in a veteran guard or some kind of free agent this offseason. Well, they absolutely need to. Um, big question is, is it going to be year four of the tank? Um, I The only guard I really saw out there on the free agent list that uh, – that really impressed me was Monte Ellis. Gary, how about you? Yeah, but bringing in Monte Ellis, like you said, what's that going to do? He's not going to put this team over the top, and you're just going to lock up a lot of money when the cap's going to go up in a couple of years and there's going to be potentially better free agents out there. Right, but the reason why you do it is because before the cap goes up, everyone's going to be relatively cheap. Even the max contract's going to be uh, – I don't want to give Monte a max contract. I wouldn't mind giving a qualifying offer to – Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard, especially Kawhi they're Leonard. Not, I know he's a three, but they're not going to sign those guys. And there's already agents who don't want guys to come here, so you've got yeah, to. Yeah, it's hard to bring guys above. here, especially the way the NBA is structured with the max contracts, where you can't overpay for a player like other sports. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, What do you think? Is there anyone you like on the um? <laughs> how about a, how, how about a guy like Ty Lawson? We could bring him in for probably a, a draft pick or two, maybe. They just drafted well, Moody. Yeah, they're Ty trying Lawson, to get him out. Ty Lawson's absolutely a guy you can get. And actually, I, I was watching the draft with my best friend, Eric, who commonly calls in. And um, we were talking about it. I thought they would try to trade one of their seconds for him. I like it. It's, it's a guy who's not a free agent, but a guy you have to move someone for. Um, I think he traditionally doesn't like moving assets, but I think he absolutely has to. I'll tell you uh, what, at though. A certain, at a certain point, he has to. Oh, Absolutely. And um, I like I, I'm I'm on the few. I like Isaiah Kanan. I think he's the guy's an actual player. I don't like Tony Rhodes. I think Tony Rhodes. He's, 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 he's uh, he, Isaiah Kanan. He's a backup. He's not a starter. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. He's a backup. No, he's not a guy that you want. No, I I agree. I I never said he was a starter. I I just mean I like him for the roster, like even long term. But I think he, he's definitely a guy you should stick on your roster. What do you think we'd have to give up to get Ty Lawson? Not I mean, much. How about that video that came out where he said he's going to Sacramento? I, I didn't even see yeah, that. Yeah, yesterday I, I when they see that. I, I, I think we'll pick maybe that Miami pick. That Miami pick, what's that protected? That top 10 protected again next year? Yeah, top yeah, 10 again. Yeah, some, something like that. Something, maybe a trade exception or something. To, I think they would do that. Or maybe even, I, I don't think it even takes that much. I think it might take the Oklahoma City pick. I think is yeah, that maybe yeah that's gonna be like a, that's gonna be like a twenty seven to thirty pick next year I mean I'll give them that too yeah. give them the Miami pick give them that pick and that should do it just to get this rolling they got to bring in some kind of veteran to get this going I mean yeah are you getting tired with the Heat uh-huh. plan what was that are you getting tired of the Heat plan of waiting 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 uh, a little uh <laughs> I'm getting a little restless I, I definitely hear point. you um. It's tough to justify when uh, when all we have is three big men and we have no guards and we had the uh, former uh, uh, rookie of the year. Well, the, yeah. the whole plan, the whole oh, the whole, whole plan got screwed over when he didn't get his guy last year, and that was Wiggins. If he would, if they were able to get Wiggins last year, this whole thing is different. Oh, absolutely. Wiggins is who he wanted to start this whole thing with. 
Well, we could have also gotten Justice Winslow or uh, Moutier if uh, the Lakers finished I mean, yeah. fourth or fifth. I mean, fifth. Yeah, yeah. but you got to take Okafor is the best. You got to take the best available guy. Okafor is the best. No, guy. I mean we could have had Okafor and him because the plan was to get uh, to get LA's number five pick. It just blew up in our yeah. face. I mean that's the only reason why he traded yeah. Carter Williams. And, and that pick's going to be probably in the teens next year. Probably looking at I don't know ten to sixteen or something like that. Nothing great. Might even be worse. In the NBA, in the NBA, if you're out of the top five, it's like having a seventh round draft pick in the NFL. Yeah, I don't get with all these assets in the second round picks. They're really nothing. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants these picks because you can't get anybody with those picks. Is this Andrew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out who it was at first. This is Andrew. It's, uh, it's one of my brother's friends. He's, he thinks he knows about sports, but he's, he's okay. He <laughs> <laughs> just agreed with me. <laughs> Yeah, well, because you were bringing up points that I, that I agree with, so I like it. Um, well, yeah, but if we get Ty Lawson, what do you what do you think that's going to do? Is that going to make us an eight seed? I mean, where's that going to go? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't. It's just a piece. It's just a piece to add to the. You know, just another piece to add. A guy that can play. He's still young. He's. I don't know. He's still got potential. He's he's a good player. I mean, at some point, you have to put a profitable uh, team that that fans actually want to watch. I mean, the free agents are already starting to say they're not going to come to Philly. So you actually have to do something to try to start winning. Yeah, like I said, that's the way the NBA structured it. They don't really give their bad teams a chance because of the max contracts. Because in baseball, when the Nationals were a terrible team, they overpaid Jason Worth so much money to get him to come there. Now that they're a better team, people want to go there. But at the time, that's what they had to do. In basketball, why would you want to go to a Sixers when you can get the same money to go to the Clippers or somewhere else? That's why you overpay for a guy like Monte Ellis. You might not be worth a max deal, but you overpay a little bit to just. Yeah, but sell I think that's just setting the team back because I don't think he's a piece for the future. And you just, I do. You think he's a piece for the future, Andrew? Who? Monte Ellis. Who was that? Mon- no, I don't want Monte. any part of Monte Ellis. Yeah. I, 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 would, I, I, I wouldn't touch him. I would not touch Monte Ellis at all. Dallas. I don't think he can play with Rondo, but I think if you get if you get a decent point guard, he can play. Nah, no Rondo, no no uh. Montales, I don't want any part of those guys. Those kind of guys. Rondo used to be my boy. He, he took a step back. I don't know what's happening with him. He might he might be a guy you can get for Pino. But the reason the reason why I want a guy like Ellis is because the one thing the Sixers absolutely need more than anything else is to shoot. And there's just no one who can knock down shots who's out there. Lou Williams. What, Lou Williams back? Tony Rowan. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Tony Rowan does the same thing as Lou Williams. Tony Rowan. I like Tony Roten off the bench. He's a he's yeah, I, automatic. I, I, I like I, I I do like some of their bench guys. I like Roten. I like Covington. I like uh uh. Covington. <laughs> I like Thomas Robinson. He's he's all right off the bench. Yeah, they, they got they got the nice role players. They got the three big men. They need some guard play. So you know, like see who's out in next year's draft. It depends. There's, I'm not. I don't want to give unless it's Kawhi Leonard, and I know he's probably not coming. Cause we're going to sign him. Andrew, I don't want to give anybody big money. Andrew, thank you for calling. The call dropped. Uh, but um, all right, the call dropped. I don't. I don't know what happened. I. I Thanks do, for calling. I'm telling you, you gotta have Chip to. Chip Kelly doesn't know everything. He's a big fan. You're gonna to have to start paying guys, and you're not gonna get Kawhi Leonard, and you just get get him off your mind. I mean, you can give him a max offer, but well, yeah, and I know he's not a guard. Him. He's not a guard, but he's just a, a franchise piece. Right. What you're going to have to do 
is first off, you're gonna have to give Max Offer to Draymond Green. Realize, uh, yeah, I don't want. I mean, there's no point in bringing Draymond. He's a big man. Yeah, I know he can play a little bit of three because realize that he's not gonna sign here. Golden State's gonna match it. But what you do is you screw them over. Then you you do the same thing with Jimmy Butler, and because these guys are restricted free agents, they're gonna resign. Right, right? they're gonna resign. But well, what you do is you can make the terms as bad as possible for so you get a little less competition when the cap goes up. I'm just saying. That's what I'd do if I'm the Sixers. Yeah. And try to sign everyone in sight. I mean, this is the year. The cap's going up next year, and two years it's going way up. Yeah, but the, I, I don't, what you're you don't. You don't need three. This is not the old NBA. You don't need three max deals. You can't sign three max guys. Now, if that's your dream, you're insane, and it's not going to work. I don't want to sign. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously that's everybody's dream to have the best players available. But I know that's not what you what what you have to do, and what the Sixers are going to do. I just don't want to tie up money, even with the cap going up. I don't want to tie up money to a player like Monte Ellis, so I don't think it's going to be something that we build around. You know what Monte I mean? Ellis has something that you can build around, and that is shooting ability. It's the one thing that is very, very, very hard to find. And it's not Steph Curry, because Steph Curry actually plays defense. Monte Ellis, I, I couldn't get him to step in front of someone. But, uh, I definitely think that he's probably the best option out there at two guards. And I think if you have to overpay a little bit, then you do it. Other than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, you absolutely offer a max deal, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's a way different story than Montel. I think Jimmy Butler's a way more valuable. It doesn't matter. He's not going to sign with you. He's not going to sign here. I understand that. Right. Montel, you actually have a shot of getting. Well, you have, you're like, going to have to get some more like go out. It's like when you go out and you see a girl who you're not that interested in, you have a shot of getting her, but do you want to take the shot on her? Or do you want to take the shot on the dying piece that you probably don't have as good a chance of getting? I'll tell you what. Most, I'll tell you something funny. Most guys will go after the girl that they, that is not the dime. Uh, it happens all the time. I see, I see guys rush into the seven rather than the ten. Or, or like uh, a job, you know, you can get a job um, doing something. Do you want to do you want to settle the whole life, or do you want to take a shot and go for something greater? Okay. I think right now the Sixers okay. are going for something greater. Okay, but it's not working. It's not. It's a change, time for a change of plan. But I don't know if Monte Ellis is the right plan. Guess what? It's time to do something. And guess what? I need the realistic guy we can get. You're sitting there saying, "Oh, we should get Kawhi Leonard." Get the hell out of here! I would love the offer. I know we're not going to get him. And of I, course you'll I, offer him, I, and then it'll really laugh in your face, and then you move on to Monte Ellis. Yeah, it's like a pretty girl. What are you going to do? Um, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% that right now it doesn't seem like it's working. We need guard play, and that we need to change our philosophies a little bit. Um, I just got to see who's out there. I, I mean, got, bring in a guy like Ty Lawson. He, he's a blue guy, you know, whatever. He, he'll help you. Ty Lawson's trans- a very good point He's guard. a good player, and he'll help you transition. Um, he could be a player on a good He's team. Starting yeah, he could be a player on a good team. I'd rather have Ty Lawson and Monte Ellis if I had my choice between the two. I would too, but the difference is you have to trade Denver. Exactly. Although after that video came out, I can't see how Denver's really excited to keep him. They drafted Moody, eh? and he also, he was getting in trouble last year. He was being benched a couple games. Yeah. And the video that you said you didn't see it was after they drafted Moody, eh? uh, Ty Lawson was smoking a hookah. You know, it's well, he goes to hookah. And he just was like, I guess I'm going to Sacramento. And then he just blew smoke in the camera and it went out. Right. So, so, 
the reason why he did that is because he wants to play for George Carl. But right, what I'm saying is Denver can't appreciate that. Oh, I'm sure, but it's which makes the price a little cheaper potentially. See, but Sacramento also might be, you know, Tyler Lawson. Yeah, that's other side of it. Anyway, um, what do you think about what the Sixers did with the second round? Yeah, with a whole bunch of foreign guys. Yeah, it was. I was a little confused. I mean, the first second round pick, thirty three or thirty four, whatever, thirty five. They took a, another center, uh, a foreign center. Herman um, Gomez or something? Yeah, he got traded right away to the Knicks for two future seconds. So, Did you hear about that trade? I just heard they got two future seconds. In 2020 and 2021. <laughs> Hinky's working on a retirement plan, not a rebuilding plan, I guess. Um, I, I was so excited. I was like, oh, we got the next two years of Knicks first round pick, second round pick. No, we got 2020 and 2021. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know what that's about. But either way. Um, we probably have future seconds. We probably have two or three seconds next year from three years ago. Yeah, so, so, I, so whatever. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sorry. I mean, this guy might never come over. You know, oh, he's not going to come over. So, it, it's whatever. Um, Porzingis is backup. That's why they wanted him. You could have used a. I mean, you could use to pick on a kid who you could bring to training camp. I mean, the Sixers definitely have positions that are competitive right now. I just don't think any of the second-round picks matter. Uh, here's a, you know the guy who I really want him as my two-guard who's completely overlooked right now? And everyone's going to get on. Us, uh, Death's brother. Yes, he played a dude. He played I a little a bit. knockdown shooter. He played a little bit in the NBA last year, I think, with Phoenix, right? A little bit, but he's a, he's a D-League all-star. He's a D-League MVP, I think. Drew Holiday's brother played a little bit last year. He also played. He also didn't make our team. Justin Holiday. Yeah, but he played okay for sparingly with Golden State. I like Chadwick Randolph. I'll be honest. And he used to play for the Sixers. Who is it? Chadwick Randolph. He he, he was rookie here. He became a Chinese god over there. Okay. Um. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, listen. The Sixers right now, the way their roster is constructed, especially at the guard position, you want to bring Seth Curry in, bring him in. Put him in training camp, work him out. I think he's your starter today. Let him let him work out here. Whatever. Listen, the, besides the big men, they seem to be you know content with the bigs, obviously. But from three down, yeah, bring guys in and let them compete. There's well, nothing set in stone. The other thing is, did you hear about Sapoko? He looks like KJ McDaniels to me from his video. Did you did you hear what he said? No. The only reason why they drafted him, he stat is to be stashed. Only reason why they drafted is the D League uh have the same type of rules as a practice squad where any team can pick that player up. No, and bring to their big league no, no, no. Same rules as international. Unless you get drafted, you got a treat. Well, not everybody in the D League drafted though. Some guys right. So this guy only got drafted because he can stay in our practice. So a guy who signs in the D League, say a guy off the street signs in the D League. Oh no, he's a free. So and then say the uh, Sacramento Kings want to sign him to their roster. Yeah. Phoenix Suns want to sign their roster. They could take him. Yeah. Like in the NFL, where if the Tennessee Titans want one of our practice yeah, players, they could guys. bring him up to the. You freeze your guys. So that so basically, you're just keeping guys down there to keep a closer eye on them, but they're available to the public. No, not okay. when they're drafted. Not when they're drafted. Okay, but otherwise. Yeah. So if you signed with the D League right now and you were averaging 25 points a game, uh, Austin Celtics could take you. Okay. I mean, that's fair. You know, don't hold a guy down in the minor leagues if a big league club wants to put him up. But a guy like Arnett Moultrie, who was averaging 20 points in the D league, uh, the Sixers had his rights to go to the draft. They traded him to Miami. No, the Miami traded him to us. And we traded him to Orlando. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, those guys and guys, if they're a D league all-star, it doesn't matter if they were drafted, they remain your property. 
Bradley is going to be here, maybe, but he is absolutely going to the D League. So we don't have any roster fodder. So if they're not going after free agents, I don't know what the hell they're doing with the uh, roster. We're going to continue going the D League All Star route. Yeah, I mean, well, Covington was the league. But, I mean, obviously, Covington's a decent player. He gets stretched to four. But, he, you know, you bring up too many D-leaguers if you have a team of Robert Covington if you have a point with team. Yeah, and your team probably gets beat by Kentucky, but a big night, six guys. Wow, six I, still don't, I still don't buy into that. There's no college team in that team. I don't, I don't know about that. I know, I know Kentucky had six players drafted and four lottery picks, but if you put them on the court. I'll first, tell you what, after they traded Michael Carter-Williams, and it was just Noel and a bunch of guys, I think Kentucky could have beat that team. Kentucky could have beat that team. I guess on any given day, I mean. Not any given day. I'm saying if in a seven-game series, nah. they're winning <laughs> the four to two or better. Seven. The Sixers would have probably swept them. No and way. And if not, they would have won four to one. No way. There's no way that happens. It's like when people talk about in the NFL when they're like Alabama. They have three seven-footers. We did that job. Henry Stibbs is going to be playing on Christmas. Yeah, but they're, they're kids. They're 18-year-old kids. I mean, these Nothing are full-bodied adults. They're stronger, they're faster, they're more developed. Like you said, a 19-year-old hasn't reached his full potential as an NBA athlete. I'd rather have Willie Coley sign at 18 than, than Henry Stibbs at 32. Yeah, because of, the, because, of course, because the future is there. The potential no, I there. mean, for one game. One day contract, I think I think Willie Coley signed over Henry Sims in, in, in his full body. Today, without any NBA experience with a one Absolutely. game. Absolutely. There's uh, no way. Yeah, I mean. Plus, the Sixers don't have, like, Covington's the only one who can shoot a little bit. I mean, they have the Harrison brothers. They can shoot. Yeah, the one got directed. The other one did it. Uh, I Every, think I saw, everyone's calling for Adam No, Carter. I saw he signed with. Somebody. I yeah, think the they, Hornets signed with yeah. something. No one wants to come here. The agents are already telling the Sixers, don't draft my guy. Yeah, so, well, let's go back into the second round then. So, anyway, they, they, they drafted for, you know, they drafted a power years. forward and three centers. Yeah, they took a, a power forward. Three centers. From, from LSU or something. Uh, and, then a, and then a power forward at the end. And then a small forward from, from Carolina. They took three foreigners and two American kids. Three the foreigners. one foreigner got traded. The two, the two future picks. Three far, hold on. Three foreigners, two American kids, three centers, power forward, and a small forward. Small forward's yeah. not going to make the roster. That's the Carolina kids to Boko or whatever it is. Uh, the power forward from uh, Latvia is a soccer player. He's probably not. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the the center, of course, we the first center we traded. Another center, no one knows what the deal is with him. Uh, Fran Fraschillo is like, well, he's a warm body. Yeah, which is basically awesome. saying. Yeah. And then the power forward that we got was a guy right after Rakeem Christmas who was basically a Rakeem Christmas clone who went to Bowling Green. Yeah, so, I mean, we got no one. three foreign kids, the ones traded, the other two probably are never coming over. So you can take those three picks away. They were wasted picks. You got two future seconds for the one guy. It was great. Um, yeah, the other guy, he said he's going to be stashed. Shot in the dark, who knows? Maybe he'll turn into a, a rotational player eventually. And the other guy, you know, again, no, it's it's so big, big, heavy. Like it's so, I don't know if Hinky just doesn't didn't feel like there's any guards who could be welcome who they could bring in the camp who could compete. I mean, it's just it's just first of all, when you take two kids who probably aren't coming over, what's the point of stashing 
all these second round picks when you're taking guys who you're probably never even going to have a chance to make. What they're what they're trying to do is extend play. So while these guys have a one year window of opportunity, these twenty year olds have a three year window of opportunity. By any chance they can get better, bodies get better, become NBA ready, bring them over whenever. I mean, it's worked in a few cases. Um, you see some of these guys coming over and just being roster fillers. There's a guy I saw. San Antonio's graded uh, it. Yeah, San Antonio's got a down pat. Um, there's a guy I, I saw in Roto World today. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, it's something, something. He's a foreign guy. He's coming over from Minnesota. Uh, was the MVP of one of the foreign leagues. He was over there for a couple of years. He's, they said he can get some play, especially if Rubio or Kevin Martin gets injured and they're injury prone. So, it's a situation where a guy was gone a couple years overseas and came over. Aldemir looked okay last year. Yeah. He's, but Mom, but he's, he's going to be pushed out because he's a big guy. So, some of the guys bench. Yeah, but say Embiid is healthy. So, you have Embiid, Okafor, Noel. That's three centers. I, I know you can play, you know, power forward. You can play them all power forward as well. Um, Aldemir's going to be they had Covington listed as a power forward. He's going to be a stretch three. Yeah. Uh, they're in rough shape, and I agree that they got to start making some moves. I mean, you can't have this rebuilding plan forever. Um, and right now, really, to be totally, perfectly honest, all this, all these draft picks Kinky's made and all these moves he's made, and as of today, at this moment, the only thing you really have proof of Noel. this show is Noel. I mean, Okafor could be a great player, but he, you know, he has potential. We both like him. We're both happy with the pick, but he hasn't stepped on an NBA court yet. Um, and Bede's battling all these injuries. Sarich hasn't come over. Michael Carter Williams was traded. Sarich is probably not coming over next year. Right, right. So what I'm saying is, we keep talking about the potential, this, that, and the other. But all you have to show as of this moment is Noel from three, four years of this plan. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, and, you know, I mean, Okafor, whatever. What is? I mean, Vukovic just looks like a Vukovic is a monster in Orlando, monster. at least from a fantasy perspective. Now, again, that's a team that has no players, and I think that might be inflated um, due to having no one around him in Orlando. Yeah, I know they have a bunch of high picks, but they haven't really shown anything. I would have, I would have been happy with that for Peyton. Hell, we would have had our starting point guard. Yeah, they traded him for Sarich and second. Yeah, I mean Peyton looks like he's a good player. Yeah. He's also he can't shoot either though. So uh, I don't care. I want I again I don't think you need your point guard to be your shooter. Well, that was a knock on Carter Williams, and that's why they traded him because well, he was no, a great rebounder. No. He can he can dish the ball. Yeah, but he's such a turnover. I like. I think I'm saying turnover. He's a rookie, though, so you can stay. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're going in circles. I feel like they're going in circles. And what, what, what's your outlook on next season as of right now? As of right now, well, they have no players. Well, you can't say because they don't, they don't have a team. <laughs> they don't have a team together. It's another year or hoping that we get the number one pick and we get the guy who won the place. It's absolutely amazing. Above everyone else. And you know what's funny? It was Julio Okafor last year. We got him. That's pretty good. But um. And next year, I don't know if he's next year's a wing player. player. Okay. So, so you hope to get him. But if not, you're screwed.
I mean, my perspective on the Sixers next year is they're going to be awful, and there's really, I don't know. Embiid is just, they frustrate me because right now basketball is my second favorite sport. Sixers are probably my second favorite team in the city. Uh, football is way ahead of everything. But then basketball probably comes in. And they're just a frustrating team because they're going to win 30. Like Noel, I really like Noel. I didn't think Noel was going to be a good player. I think he's a great player now. Um, and like you said, there's that's it. We have nothing else. So what are we looking forward to? And and like you said, you want to bring in Monte Ellis. But are you really looking forward to watching Monte Ellis jack up 35 shots a game? Yeah. Do exactly what you search. Where's that going to get you in the long run? Long run is fish in the playoffs. Uh, guess what? You don't need to next year. Top five to get a good draft pick. We might not be in the top five next year. Right. Yeah, but it's but it's harder. It's not like the NFL where the twenty third pick in the NFL draft is, is gold. I mean, it's hard to trade the twenty third pick, the eighteenth pick, and the twenty ninth pick to get in the top five. It's not going to happen. Of course, it's awesome. They they offer right in the, the, in the NFL. It was it came out this today. They offered eighteen twenty six in the next the next four first round picks from the great pick. Their next. Four, four first round picks. Unprotected? Unprotected. Well, I would have done that. They, they, no one wanted to do it for top ten picks. I mean, Justice, I really like Justice Winslow. We talked about it. Well, first of all, Winslow didn't even go. He went 10. So. Right. And they offered that for every team four to nine. They offered it to the Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't think – I mean, Boston, they made the playoffs last year. They're not a great team. Uh, I would have probably done that. I would not. Cause I think You're talking about that six-first-round pick. Right. Two this year and four MVP. futures. And I know, like, like I was just saying, they're not valuable when they're past a certain number in the NBA. But you can pick up a good player. I mean, Kawhi right. Leonard was the point uh, something. I would have done that for three. Only because that pick got two. No, I wouldn't have done that for three. But I would have done, done it for nine. That's what I'm saying. Nine, I would have definitely done it. That's just too bad we need to do that. It took Kaminsky. Frank the Tank at nine. You know what I'm saying? Francis Hank went nine. So, Charlotte. But if the Sixers had any of those picks, you know, they would call them. Well, same with Boston. Well, yeah. I think Winslow's going to be a good player. I think Winslow's going to be a very good player. He, he just got to the point where he finally said, you know what? It was probably too. Uh, probably offered. That was his godfather offer. Offered six first round picks. Get up to nine. Hey, all right. So, that says the value of an NBA pick. And, and I agree. I mean, in the NBA, it's it's basically top five, top three, sometimes top two. You never know. But this year, I think he was top top ten. I don't think he's gonna. Well, how about the New York kid? He got he got a lot of boost. Remind me of McNabb. He got a shot. I don't know. I don't know what the guy got. Yeah. They weren't happy in New York about him, but. Hazinga or whatever his name is. Hazinga guy. Only there to shoot. It was a report yesterday that the Sixers were in works trying to make a trade for him. I just didn't think it would be possible for him to that unit. Right. But probably also. Yeah. I don't know. These foreign guys scare me. I mean, for every Dirk Nowitzki or Tony Parker, you get a lot of. Tony, 
because they were a losing team. And Larry Anderson said that he didn't disagree with it. So, I like Larry Anderson for that reason. He doesn't well, want yeah, the corporate line. I also think Larry Anderson Bobby. Well, I don't know if they would do Larry Anderson. Um, what? Everybody, you're going to get ready for work. Or at least be awake. Yes, I'm at, uh, officially on uh, a little side note. Yeah, I'm a dealer. I'm a dealer of Paris, Philadelphia. Right? So you're dealing blackjack and other table games? Yeah. I don't, I might need to. Yeah. Tip him. Yeah, please. Uh, win some money. Well, oh, I don't want you to typically win your money. Um, Ladies don't offer them. Take him. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 the, the same news. Uh, well, the, the bigger, the bigger news to me is that Franco is still smacking the ball. Oh, yeah, he, he's a great prospect, but let, let's just take a minute on Sandberg here. And here's my take on it. The moment he came into power, I that was unhappy. I didn't like him. I didn't like how they got rid of Charlie in the middle of the season. It was irrelevant. Um, I didn't like Sandberg's move. I don't move as manager. I don't like it. I don't think a baseball manager is that important anyway. Out of all the four sports, it's the least important sport to manage a baseball team. All right. I was very Uh, I was like, 
how important do you think a manager is? I thought about it. He said, what? Referred to Tommy Lasorda. He said, or no, I think it was, it was either Russ or Lasorda. He said, uh, a band manager five games. A great manager will be five games. A decent manager will make no difference. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's all about the roster in baseball. It's all about the hitting, pitching, um, more than any other sport. So, like I said, Ryan Sandberg, while he didn't make moves that you might agree with sometimes, and while he didn't have success here, he could go somewhere else just like Terry Francois and have success of what shopping things. Uh, Joe Torre is another guy. He didn't have success originally in St. Louis as a manager, and then he won three World Series with the Yankees. Okay. But he didn't win the World Series. So, what I'm saying is, you know, the, the roster is so much more important. Whereas in football, the coaching is way more important than baseball, basketball, hockey, but I'm assuming. Um, but I'm happy the Sandberg's gone. Like you said, he was a dead duck anyway. Uh, they were just they're just riding out the season. The real question to me is, do you let Amara make these trades? I don't understand letting Amara trade make the biggest trades and in, in, that's gonna dictate. At the end of the year, so does that mean you keep Hamels and all three? Well, no, I, I did uh, Gil's uh, senior trade. Okay, yeah. So I was, mean, look at, look at the trade. All of a sudden, he's becoming successful with this trade. Do you think it's a coincidence? What trade? Uh, the Ramon Burke deal. We actually got some prospects. Yeah, the, the catcher, Ben Wiley. Uh, Jimmy Rollins. Still with uh, Eflin. Eflin's already doing well. Window's not bad. Yeah, okay. So, if, if Pat Gillick's um, overseeing it, then I, and I, I'm fine. You know, I definitely look. I, I've been on board. I wanted to. I didn't even want to sign Hamilton's extension. I'm definitely on board to trade him. Um, the only thing that was confusing me was if you're going a different direction, general manager wise, at the end of the season, how do you let this general manager make a trade? Pretty much five years. That's, and that's what you're saying. And and then that's a different story. If Gillick's going to oversee it and basically have to be the guy to pull the trigger. Then it's a different story than Amara doing it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so if Amara is, I mean, I'm sorry, if Gil is pulling the trigger down, then I say, you know, the thing is, we lost all value at Otley. So. Hey, we should trade him last year. It was like Lee a couple years back, we lost all value. Oh, my God. I was. I, I definitely would have gave them They even could have traded them for... Uh, yeah, they were going for prospects. Yeah. You might have had Peterson. Well, L.A. was just... They were L.A. They were, they were trying to be Showtime Magic. Just took them over, and they were giving everybody money. Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez. Um, there was a bunch of other guys that got paid. Absolutely. But they, to get Adrian Gonzalez, they took on Crawford and some other big... Josh Beckett. And still... Oh, Josh Beckett's on no hitter versus the Phillies. But anyway... Moving on. Um, well, so Pete so McCann is taking over as another oh, manager. Okay. Yeah. That's no, really no, no, that's, that's our Pete McCann talk, the new Phillies manager. So we just mentioned it. Congratulations, Pete. <laughs> It'll be done by the end of the season. Is there any – do you think it's going to matter? I mean, look, let me ask you this then. From a, uh, yeah, a clubhouse – From a clubhouse perspective, not, not a guy – not talking about who's good at managing rosters. 
What type of manager would you like to see take over full time? Anyone who get any production out of Dominic Brown? Well, do you do you think it's more successful with the uh, Larry Boa mentality or the Charlie Manuel mentality? You know what? Well, men are complete opposites. Bo is in your face. You're right. Well, you do, you, when you do baseball, start out with one, and then you go to the other. So, right now, you've got Brian Sandberg, very late back, so the guy you get is completely in your face. baseball works. Yeah, they, well, they, went, they went from Bo to Manuel, right? Was there anything in between? Bo to Manuel. Yeah. That's the way you do it. You go, you go players manager, and then sure. Now we're coming up with manager, a warden. I don't know if the, if the medical technology is there. That's my point. 
people, I have no problem with people being gay, you know, I don't understand the sex change thing as much, like, should have been. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a friend. But, uh, Jenner apparently still likes girls, and I had a friend, uh, So that happened, and how does how does what do they put in place of your private part? Like if you're a girl, what do they? I I've never asked. Don't you know? And how do they take it away? Was the first gender going to take it away? Does he still have one? Like, if you pull Bruce Jenner pants down, what do you look like? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> if anybody knows, call up, man. I'm just wondering. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're looking at. Um, supposedly, you know, has a part. So he's a lesbian, but he still likes girls. Oh, he... So say they didn't Tell me. Tell Tell me. I assume uh, it's an assumption. I never had any thoughts of gender. I assume if you're gonna do that, then it's because you feel uncomfortable being gay and you want to switch to the other gender. But if you've never been a woman, how do you feel with it? Like I know Shania Twain, and you listen to her song, like singing. Well, dressing in women's clothes, that might be. Right, some people might feel more comfortable. But if you, and then they might feel inside. But if you've never been a woman. woman, so I've never, um, whatever, I've never went skydiving. So if somebody says, "Have you felt like a skydiver your whole life?" I'd say, "I don't know. I never went skydiving." I, it's a lot less, you know, skydiving than complete gender versus a whole different story. But if you've never been a woman. If you've never done something, how do you know what it feels like? Um, actually, the question, I guess. Yeah. But, um, advice, there was actually... I did, I don't... I should watch it. Anyway, they had a story. Um, there's, uh, I think it one of the, one of the most known for me, so progressive. So, um, PDA is against the law. However, being transgender is completely illegal. So now what you have is a whole bunch of gay people. Right. But that's ridiculous. I mean, it's against the law. Come on. That's that's crazy talk. Um, and and they're doing it just so that they can be gay. Yeah, that that's that's ridiculous. It shouldn't be against the law anywhere. I mean, like I said, it, it's not hurting anybody. Uh, if you're forcing kids to do stuff they don't want to be forcing people to do stuff they right. don't want to do. Yeah, that's a different story. But if it's two contending adults that just happen to like each other. Listen, if I wasn't attracted to females, I'd rather hang out with I mean, they're more fun to hang out with. Watch a ball game, talk about sports. Girls, you got to always 
come up with stuff. You know, you take a girl out, you got to come up with stuff to talk about, and then you got to do the whole texting thing and all that other stuff. I mean, it's worth it. They're hot, but I'm just saying, like, probably, <laughs> probably easier for you guys. Thank you. All right. So, there's a. Of course, she will still take double looks at you. Still probably have hardcore people. Yeah, that's the Bible Belt.
does take some courage to come out and do that, but I don't think it's as much like expected. Yeah, I mean, I don't. He's not changing the world. He's just changing his body. Right. I agree. So. I agree. Um, I don't think he's honestly. I think that.
Everybody was freaked out once I like they looked it up, but nobody heard of it. So it probably wasn't famous. The movie right before that that he did that was a horror movie. It really wasn't a horror movie. Was this not in the movie theater or something? Oh, it was in the movie theater, so it lasted about a week. The Tusker Red State. Uh, uh, Red State was in limited theaters. Tusker made a full run. Right. Is this such a stupid movie? Right. From the three minutes that you showed me, it's just such a stupid movie. Oh, it's absolutely horrible. How could you watch an hour and a half of that? Or two hours? He didn't even want to make it, but he said, hashtag Robert's yes. And if enough people do it, then they do it. like, he should have made like a, uh, I don't know, like a 30 minute made for, and just put it on his podcast, post it online or something, like a, watch it online, not put it out in movie theaters. No, there aspects I like. Actually, I did see a movie. I went with this girl who I met off of, uh, I met this girl off the of POF, and I went with her to see Jurassic World. And it was the first movie I saw in 3D ever. I'm not a fan of the 3D movie. I would much I rather. I, would, I, I don't like wearing the glasses for like two hours. Right. It's starting to hurt my eyes. I, I, and then you take it off and everything's blurry because it's a 3D picture. Right. I, I, my first 3D movie was actually Great Gatsby. I, I saw that, but I didn't see it. It was not good. But, um. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan of 3D. I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Jurassic World. I thought it was okay. It was pretty good. I do love dinosaurs. It's like one of them. I love dinosaurs a lot. Um, but this was, they made a fake dinosaur that they just made in the science lab, and then it escaped and it tried to kill everybody. It wasn't even like real dinosaurs. I mean, the real dinosaurs were in there, but I don't know. I think they, I mean, they made a fortune. I think it broke all the records for opening weekend stuff. So, they made the money off there, but I want to see a tattoo with that. Um, there's not much I want to see out yeah. She wants to see Entourage. I already saw it. I haven't seen it. I forgot that was out. I got to see that too. And I got to watch that, that show Ballers. Here's a sports thing. Finally get back to sports. The Rocks in the new HBO series about right. Ballers. Well, we're after Ballers come free. You should watch that too. Well, the Rocks I go a former what athlete. Yeah. Financial body. Yeah. Money doesn't worry. With different, different endings. Started out slow. Yeah. I never really, really liked it. But isn't that what Lenny Dykstra said? Got in trouble for stealing. He was fired. He was my business. When I worked at the the gas station, he was trying to buy the uh, car wash across the street. Probably the high money and stuff. Yeah. So um. Anything sports related? Looking forward to? Oh, there's really nothing other than baseball now. Yeah. Tonight's the NHL draft. Uh, the top two prospects. Game changers. Yeah, Flyers have.
right now I'm just starting as a dealer, so my schedule is uh, We used to do this every Tuesday, but I'm working this Tuesday. I don't know after this week. So we're going to try to do it for the days I have off. Um, we'll be all know, and uh, of course we'll let everybody know when we're coming on. So Yeah, probably uh, working Saturday, so any other day. Okay, yeah, so there you go. So this Friday, Monday, and Tuesday, make all we'll your probably. plans everything else you have going on in your life and leave the rest of the day open for us. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do it Wednesday or something. All right. Um, again, thank you for listening. Hopefully the Sixers work out. Hopefully the Phillies figure yeah, out. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that the Sixers are done with moves. I think some of these second round picks might get moved. Something's going to happen. I have a feeling. Yeah, they're they're not getting them. much back. Any second. We'll find out. I, I just think we're going to get future picks. I'm happy with Okafor, though. I am. I, am I want to Russell, but I'm happy with Okafor. I'm really happy with Okafor. All right, guys. All right. Thanks again.